self-aware and you understand uh, that it's not, you know, really your impressive title that earns your respect. It's your behavior. It's your behavior. Think about it. Uh, your team members are working in their current capacity for lots of reasons. It could be as simple as putting food on the table for their families. Your fancy title, uh, it might be impressive and important to you and your family and your esteem, but it really doesn't, doesn't inspire other people to, to, to produce you know, quality work or to invest in your vision. And so the truth is, the truth is people who um, say one thing and do another, they lose credibility. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Better You Leadership Podcast. This is a live recording and today's topic is four ways to adjust the habit of leading through intimidation. You know, really, um, every day we have a choice and we have a chance. And so we have these opportunities to do what's right so within the Better You community, we focus on showing up for ourselves first and then um, you know, leading and supporting, serving others from the overflow. And some of those things we have to uh, make sure we understand is boundaries, 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 boundaries. And so welcome to uh, another episode of uh, the Better You Leadership Podcast. My name is Angela M. Odom, and I am so happy to be here with you. Um, I teach women how to lead themselves and others, and also how to manage processes. I'm the founder of the Better You Leadership Brand, and uh, today's topic, I believe, is uh, what we should talk about, right? So if you believe, as I do, that all behavior is purposeful, you're acting in a certain way because it benefits you. It helps you in some way. And uh, so we should consider uh, that uh, someone who chooses, because every day we have a choice and a, and a chance, someone who chooses to lead through intimidation, it's getting something from that, right? Generally, uh, they are doing it and, and it's some kind of way boosting their fragile ego or it feeds into their imposter syndrome. Uh, some of the behavior uh, may appear as like put downs, it might be condescending, um, they might be over talking you. Uh, sometimes they be towering over you, uh, you know, shaking your hands so that it hurts, you know, uh, want to show some kind of physical power. And then it could be friendly looking touches that are not welcome uh, at all, right? And you just have to sit back and say, well, well, wait, first of all, why am I putting up with this foolishness? <laughs> and sometimes people intimidate with their words. Uh, there are others who choose to do so with actions like transferring you or firing you. And, you know, you hear it there. Uh, you know, they are loud about it. Right. And then sometimes people use silence as a technique. I had a boss who would ignore me when I did not do exactly as she wanted. I was, uh, uh, you know, I served in the Army for 27 years, retired uh, in 2015, and now I work with um, a lot of uh, nonprofits, uh, other organizations, community-focused organizations, and, and it is so interesting to me uh, how people will attempt to intimidate me. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> right. And so you want to recognize uh, what's going on in front of you. But I had a boss when I was serving in the army. Uh, she would uh, ignore me and my peers when we, we did not behave or do exactly as she had instructed. She did not like innovation, which is so crazy to me, right? We're going to make things uh, better, but this is the way we've always done it, and this is the way we will continue to do it. Um, she would also, you know, attempt to humiliate us. <laughs> so my peers and I, we would we would question her tactics. We would talk about it, and we were like, what is that about, right? Um, and so for me, I just think uh, she had low self-esteem. Um, and uh, she really didn't have the courage to appreciate others. And she was insecure. Um, and what was very clear to me was that she was not invested in my success or the success of my peers unless it benefited her, <laughs> right? Unless it benefited her. So you have to think about why people are doing whatever it is. Um, and so we're talking about today uh, four ways to adjust the habit of leading through intimidation. So you might be the one who is uh, exhibiting these behaviors. You're doing it. You're treating somebody else uh, in this manner or you're on the receiving end of it. And so you might have seen or heard about um, the TV series Fear Factor where, you know, there'll people be on roller coaster rides or they might be doing something that's thrilling uh, and fearful at the same time whole bunch of uh, spiders on them, all that kind of stuff, right? So this might uh, be something that you want to watch on TV, uh, but just think about someone living uh, with that type of fear and they need the paycheck or they or they think they need this position to get them, you know, uh, the credibility on paper that they need to move to the next level or they simply uh, are just, you know, doing what they do and here this new manager shows up and is a terror, right? So uh, even though uh, it might be thrilling to you to see someone that is fearful of your tactics, it's not sustainable and it's not right, right? So um, what you want to do is to consider, um, you know, why you would think that might be a motivator. It might be a motivator short term to be quite, you know, quite clear. It could be uh, intimidating someone could be a motivating factor to get something done when there's safety, uh, when someone's life is in danger, um, you know, that type of thing, you might want to, you might do it. Uh, you know, if it's a kid that's going into the street or something, get back over here, you know, stand there, whatever, that might be one thing. But as a matter of course, then it just shows who you are, right? So some of the things uh, to consider, uh, four different types of um, fear uh, that really can, adapt, can damage your own effectiveness. And then there's some uh, things that I want you to consider, uh, you know, ways to uh, avoid them. So there's, there might be fear of missing out. That might be what you might be experiencing, right? Fear of missing out, uh, FOMO, F-O-M-O. Um, you might think you're missing out on something because your boss, your manager might be including others in outings or in uh, conversations um, or in projects 
and you, uh, your own self, you might be, you know, like I'm missing out on this opportunity to move forward in my career. And it also leads to like unnecessary stress. Um, you might, uh, somebody's bosses, somebody's managers want their um, team to, they want to pit people against one another. They believe that that might inspire them to work harder. And it does. But just think about the culture itself, the nature of the people that are behaving in that manner. Some kind of rivalry that you, the manager, have created. Um, and so you want, you might be, you might be, you know, good for competition um, on the short run, right? Um, but guess that FOMO, uh, fear of missing out, for all of us, it just takes up too much time and headspace, right? And what does that mean? You're really not working on a task that uh, might be better for the overall organization. So fear of missing out or for yourself, right? Fear of getting in trouble. Um, you might be just worried about negative consequences. Um, and you're like, you know what? I'm not taking any chance and I'm like, not taking any risk. I'm not doing that. I'm doing just this. I'm going to stay right here in my little box. <laughs> and so this right here is uh, this whole cowardice, right? It's um, it stops innovation. So fear of getting in trouble, um, and then fear of the unknown. You don't know uh, how this person might behave. Your manager uh, each day. So you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this right here. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna be compliant, <laughs> right? And so what can you do uh, if you are the manager, or if you are the you know the team lead, if you are the mother the father because inside of your own home you might be squashing innovation right inside of your social circle same thing right fear of the unknown and then fear of failure um you know like what's the worst thing uh that can really happen if you don't reach your goal um sometimes it's just you might learn from that whole failure and then you're able to move forward and you want to uh make sure that, um, you know, that you are, uh, these fear, these fears, sometimes they're irrational. <laughs> sometimes they're real. Like I just missed out on that opportunity. That joker didn't invite me into that meeting. It could be true. Right. And so you have to think about you as the boss though, what you are building inside of, of this organization. Right. Hey, Tammy. Uh, yes, I, I have had that experience and I chose the limit conversations interested to hear the correct way to deal with her. Oh, the silence. You're talking about the silence. Um, for me, I was in Alaska and I was a detachment commander. Um, and we had uh, we had a boss that was, um, I don't know, it was like she was scared of her own shadow um, for people coming outside of the organization. And anyone who criticized anything or made a uh, just a small little comment, because we were a service organization, then she would just go boom. She would just be cussing. I learned a lot of curse words from that lady, right? I lie me. I learned a lot of curse words because she would use them um, uh, liberally, <laughs> and uh, they were uh, towards me. Um, and so what I found was the way I dealt with it. I already did not need her validation. Her boss thought highly of me, right? And so. I would make sure that her secretary, my my boss's boss secretary, I was in uh, had a very good relationship with her, and so I'd invite her down. <laughs> that 
that's what I did all those years ago. I invited my big boss down, and my big boss would you know walk around and sell these complimentary things. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that's what I did. I just, for me personally, uh, when I was being uh, shouted at, cursed at, uh, put down, I recognized that my boss was small. And the more she talked, the more she demonstrated this type of behavior, the smaller she got to me in my eyes. As far as credibility and trust, I knew I couldn't trust her, right? And so I knew for myself what I had to do for my career, and I did it, right? And oh, by the way, um, I would attempt to have a conversation with her, and she, I would not be heard. So I stopped, right? And I got myself out of that job. I called the uh, the managers, the uh, um, assignment managers, and I got myself out of that job earlier than uh, would have been necessary because um, it was just not healthy for me, right? So I don't know the right way. I just know what I did at that time, and it's been uh, a few years back. Uh, so I've worked with, uh, and actually I went, left that position and went to a position where hazing was um, a way of life. <laughs> and what did I do in that one is um, I did my job, kept my head down. And I, um, uh, you know, in the military, you would, you know, for sure that you're going to be in a position um, at a location for a certain amount of time. And um, I think the best thing that I realized was that these uh, people who were using this intimidating behavior, this, these types of things, they couldn't really hurt me or stop me. They were jealous uh, that people responded to me in a positive way and that the work that I put out was very, um, it was good, right? And so they took credit for the work. <laughs> they all took credit for the work, but they didn't want to keep me in my spot. I think they saw me as, um, I guess the other thing would be like, you are, uh, intimidated. I'm not intimidating. Right. And so that's some of the other part of that, but that's a whole different topic. So Tammy, welcome. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We want to, um, uh, get to the four ways to adjust, uh, the habit of leading through, uh, intimidation. Sometimes you, you know, you run into these people who have some kind of false sense of power, uh, because their higher level managers have said to them, um, you know, I need results. I want to, um, uh, when I, sh when I look at the numbers, I want them to be up. I want the customers to be happy. Um, but they have not trained or taught the people how to uh, lead others, how to, how to manage through crisis or change. They're simply, uh, they simply, conferred power to people with low self-esteem and that are not trained properly to lead others, to inspire others, to, um, you know, to get things done uh, through others uh, by inspiring um, and encouraging and empowering and delegating and trusting as opposed to, uh, you know, the other part. So healthy, uh, the healthy way to do it, right? And uh, so really healthy people grow their muscles uh, through, you know, throughout life. Um, you might uh, try something that don't work and then you're able to learn from that. And 
you know, that's how you might build your confidence in that particular area. And uh, in this traditional top-down business framework, uh, sometimes, you know, um, there are different goals. And some of those uh, goals are associated with punishment and rewards. And um, so the personal growth is not taken into consideration because you're like, I've got to get this done um, and you're in my way. So just do it like I told you to do it. <laughs> or, that, or if you come with a new idea, like, I don't want to hear that, whatever it might be, you know, might not be your situation. And so sometimes these, um, these types of people, they're in the mode of, let me teach you whether you like it or not. I want you to do it my way or the highway. And so um, sometimes this is fear-based uh, management, right? Fear-based management. They're afraid. And guess what? They're attempting to make sure that you are afraid also. And sometimes you might hear them uh, talk in terms of friend and foe, friend or foe. This whole fear-based management style, it's uh, you're seeing people as predators or not doing the right thing. You know, um, you might also hear them talk about, um, you know, all their job titles, you know, their big staff. Um, then their their vehicles, <laughs> you know, you might that's what you might hear. Trophies, you might hear those things. They're they're not about to step outside of the box because they're uh, living through some sort of some sort of fear based management style. And um, so you, if you're if you're thinking, well, wait a minute, that's my boss. <laughs> uh, you want to for yourself. You want to manifest the right mindset yourself. The way to uh, to deal with someone, um, an intimidating leader, is to make sure that you have a good positive mindset, that you have a good self-esteem, self that you know who you are and whose you are, that you're not validated by this person, right? Right? You understand that? So you don't have to be a reflection of them. You'll be a reflection of yourself. And so you want to um, make sure that you are practicing direct in concise communication, direct and concise. Um, you don't want to give uh, this person, uh, you know, the belief that what they're doing is working, uh, that you are actually intimidated. You're the thing like, don't let them see you cry, right? So you want to communicate um, with your intimidating leader, your boss. Um, you want to, uh, right? You might want to plan or rehearse. Um, if you have a if you have some kind of conversation or meeting with this with this person with these people, you might uh, get a friend and like practice. Hey, this is what I'm going to say. Does sound good? You know that kind of thing. So you might say things like, "Well, I think whatever you think. I appreciate the feedback, but I don't really agree with that." <laughs> and then let me get back to you on that. Let me get back to you on that. It gives you space to think about what you want to say, or you might want to say, "Well, here's what I can do." And and another thing you might say is. I understand your position. Uh, here's mine, <laughs> right? And you always want to maintain your professionalism, right? You do. Um, and I, I will say that I have uh, been cursed out using real curse words, and I myself have cursed right back. I'm going to tell you that's not really a good look. <laughs> you don't want to talk um, behind your uh, bad, intimidated manager's back. It's going to get back to them, right? Don't do it.
uh, no gossip and you no yelling, losing your own temper. That's easy to say, but I'm just telling you, it will get back and it might be worse. Um, and you want to lead by example yourself. You lead by example. You, um, you know, demonstrate to your own team, right? Because that's what we're doing. We're talking about how to lead yourself and how to lead others. And you, you want to make sure that you, um, you're doing the right thing, treating people with dignity and respect, regardless of what this other person is doing. Um, and you want to make sure that um, this person, for whatever reason, uh, is dealing with this. Not, it's not really your issue unless uh, you buy into it, that you believe you are less than, to, that you believe that you should be talked to in this manner or dismissed in this manner. Uh, so uh, sometimes it's, it's okay to dust up your uh, dust off your resume. But if you are the person, right? If you are the person who is um, is the one that is leading through intimidation. Um, just listen for a minute and be open to this. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? You may have upset or offended someone and you don't even know it. It's the delivery of the message, right? You might just be in a hurry, but it is sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And so you could have a well-intended message, um, and you know sometimes the difference could be intimidation and inspiration. Um, sometimes people are in, in a hurry to achieve an outcome, or you might just be, uh, frustrated. Uh, you could have like be, I guess, like a lack of control, um, for others, for your team. And so you want to be, listen to me on this. You want to be a person who inspires and you want to, uh, be a person who is trusted. And no one's going to trust a person who is consistently uh, talking down to them, you know, condescending, not listening uh, to other ideas. N no one. Uh, that's not sustainable, right? It's going to listen to that foolishness. And and even if you are been condescending or talking down or over talking uh, someone, uh, the other people can see and hear you. And that also leads to uh, an untrustworthy environment. So um, a person who inspires, you're going to deliver uh, better results over the long term than a person who is intimidating uh, on a short term basis, right? So you want to make sure um, that you have the awareness of what you're doing, the way you're saying it. And really, if you just stop for a second and look at the people's faces, even if you're in a virtual environment, when you're talking to them, it'll tell you everything, right? And so uh, sometimes if you want a person, what I want you to do is um, to increase your self-awareness, right? Increase your self-awareness. Um, so it would be like you're a fly on the wall um, and you can imagine what um, a person may have just said in response to you and what you've done or said. And if you are doing what you said you would do, you know, you're being consistent in your behavior. Um, and then you are committed um, as much as you want them to be committed. You know, you 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 want them to work until uh, midnight on something uh, and you're yet you are not. Right. So you can just uh, step back for a minute and and just think about uh, your own how you can increase your self-awareness. And then you want to practice mindfulness. 
mindfulness. If someone is, uh, if you're talking to someone, you don't want to, you know, you're looking at your phone and, you know, uh, rushing them or come on, come on, come on, hurry up. You know, you don't want to do that. You want to practice mindfulness. Um, so let me just uh, share this uh, technique of mindfulness. Um, I think the man's name is Eckhart Tolle, T-O-L-L-E. Um, he said, if you, for like five minutes, you might ask yourself, what five things do you see, right? And then what four things do you feel? What three things do you hear? And what two things do you smell? And what one thing do you taste, right? That's a, just a way to practice mindfulness. And um, uh, the other thing, I, you know, just comes to mind is um, unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry. These are all forms of fear. And they're caused by too much future. <laughs> and not enough presence. You want to be presence. You want to be present in a moment when you are engaging with others. That builds trust. If I'm talking to you and you're looking to the side or, you know, you're a little answer, you're playing with your keys or that I'm just like, okay, I'm not important to this person. So just think about practicing mindfulness. Um, another thing to consider is that guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness, and all forms of non-forgiveness are caused by too much past, right? And not enough presence. So anytime uh, you want to, uh, you know, you, you're thinking about how you have come off to somebody, just go back and think if you were uh, present in a moment when you were talking to them. Oh, by the way, one of the things I always say is um, I'm learning how to shut my big old mouth and listen more. Right. And sometimes people are talking a bunch of foolishness. So you will have to learn tools to uh, guide the conversation back, uh, you know, focus on that. Be respectful. Right. Um, another thing to consider is you want to approach all situations with kindness and compassion. Even you can be passionate. You can be passionate about a uh, situation. You can be direct and firm and still be kind. Like, I don't have to curse you out or talk down to you. I don't have to do that. I don't have to push up on you. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. Um, and the other thing is to swap judgment with curiosity. So uh, I believe people wake up in the morning and with the intention of doing the right thing. And when they don't, sometimes uh, it leads to uh, retraining. You have to train people. And once you know that they're trained or whatever that is, then you might have to actually put that stuff in writing, right? You have to do that. But the first, the very first thought, I want to lead with curiosity as opposed to judging and thinking that people are not doing the right thing on intentionally, right? Um, no one's here to set me up. That's not the life I lead, <laughs> right? And so let's go. Um, the other thing is just let's go with that mindset of, um, people wanting to commit and have the investment in uh, completing the task just as you do. And then the reality of a situation is sometimes people are just, uh, they have so much, so many other things going on. They're not focused where you need them to focus. There are some other techniques you can use for that. Um, so you want to really uh, allow people to be different. 
<laughs> and let go of right and wrong. This is the only way to do things. There's multiple ways to do things. Make sure that, you know, whatever uh, the way in which people, you yourself are behaving is, you know, in line with the policies and procedures of your organization. Uh, but within those confines, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be different. So really, uh, you're on a road from being an uh, intimidator to an inspirer. And it's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to learn uh, more about yourself. And I will tell you that that is okay to learn more about yourself. So you want to make sure that if you are the person who is, um, uh, you know, treating people like crap <laughs> um, and you're wondering why the um, uh, the results, um, their productivity is low, then the first thing you want to do is you want to look at yourself. That's the first thing you do is you look at yourself. And then um, the way in which you are communicating. And sometimes you will recognize that no matter what you do, uh, people are not going to um, produce the way you want. And of course, that's that's a whole separate uh, conversation. But let's just start with um, kindness. Let's start with um, uh, treating people uh, with respect, you know, dignity and respect. And then, of course, accountability and um, you yourself showing up uh, the right way. As Tammy, Tammy put it as honesty, integrity, and truth. Uh, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. So I want to um, I want to make sure that I invite uh, you to um, schedule a call with me. I have a private uh, coaching opportunity. It is Become a Better Leader in 100 Days. And so you can uh, make sure that you schedule a call. And that's AngelaOdom.as.me uh, forward slash leadership capacity. And we'll talk for about uh, up to 30 minutes, could be less than that. And I'll share the uh, details of the program with you. Again, become a better leader in 100 days. And so this whole thing about um, leadership, uh, people leading through intimidation, uh, the very first thing uh, for you, if you're on the end, on the receiving end of that, is um, why are you dealing with it? <laughs> you know? Why are you dealing with it? You have options yourself. And so you might want to consider those. Um, and where you get your validation from really matters. Um, so that's that's the first thing is don't buy into the foolishness. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, my name is Angela Odom. I am the uh, founder of the Better You Leadership, uh, the Better You Project, uh, the brand itself. And we have, um, we've talked through, we've talked through four ways to adjust um uh, just the habit of leading through intimidation. Uh, so for you right now, it's time to do the work. All right, take care and make sure you have an amazing day. My name again is Angela Odom. And as always, I'm rooting for you.